2023. If you count up from where the lines first widen, if you count up, it's 18 lines up. The first word on the line is etive. If you recall, Abaye made the following statement. If a person uh, is uh, set up to have tashmisha mita, marital relations, on Yom Tov, it's forbidden for them under such circumstances to be mechabe taner, to extinguish a flame. Now, it is the halakha that a person is supposed to only have tashmish in a darkened room, so then why shouldn't this be permitted? After all, it is tzorech Yom Tov, it is going to be a simcha for the individual involved in the relations. Nonetheless, Abaye's statement clearly is if you can't avoid the flame by covering it, by putting up a wall, by moving it, or what you have to do is abstain. Or why can't I put it out? I can't put it out. That's not Sorech Yom Tov sufficiently to consider it like Melechet Ochel Nefesh, to consider it like uh, construction, production of food, and therefore Asur. Says the Gemara Etive. We began with this question yesterday. There's a question on Abayez Pesach Halacha that you can't be Mechabe Etaner Mipene Davar Acher for the relations, first and foremost, when you're dealing with a bakat, which will be the, uh, the theme of this biraita, bakat is a log of sorts, which is lit and uh, lit and provides fire. Uh, but you don't need that fire in this moment any longer. On Yom Tov, you're not allowed to extinguish it if it, the purpose is, all I want to do is to preserve it, I want to reuse it. You can't extinguish the fire so that you'll reuse it at some other point. That's not considered Sorech Yom Tov. I mean, that one in and of itself, we understand easily. What's, what are you deriving in terms of benefit to Yom Tov? Extinguishing just so you could use it again. The Bishvil. What's that? Okay, you're talking about Mukseh. I'm talking about even the Kibui before moving it. However, the following circumstances are Mutar. If it's so that the house will not fill with smoke, or or the pot slash the dish. In other words, either it's reference to the pot will be ruined, at the very least temporarily, or the food in the pot will be ruined. In those circumstances as well, you, uh, excuse me, not as well. In those circumstances, you're allowed to be mechabet uh, So let's again review. Whereas by aleha, uh, in order to preserve the log, it's asur. Uh, if it's in any way benefiting you on the day, in other words, it's keeping my house smoke-free and as a result, easier to breathe, more enjoyable. Or it's keeping my pot uh, clean and it's keeping my food uh, cleaner. In those circumstances, it's mutar lechabot. The clear question then on Abaye is, Abaye, those latter two cases are not directly impacting food per se. Certainly not the second case if we understand it as affecting the pot. The first case uh, in terms of the smoke in the house is not affecting my food. And nonetheless, it's mutar. It seems clear, Abaye, a little bit more expansive with regards to our understanding of the heter, the permissibility of doing melachan yom tov. Not only for the specific and particular preparation of food, but if it's going to cause me enjoyment on the day, by extension, we should permit as well, kibui bishvil davar acher. Amar le, the response of Abayet to that beraita is, hahir bihudahi, kika amina ana, 
says Abaye, that beraita accords with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. When I was asked the question, as I was responding, I was following the opinion of Rabbanan, of Hachamim. Who are Rabbanan and who's uh, Rabbi Huda? Uh, Rashi, Rabbi Huda. Uh, Rashi is basically a little bit above the middle of the Rashi's on the right hand side. De Amar lekaman. Lekaman means later on on Daf Kafchet. We have a machloka between Rabbi Huda and Hachamim. Machshire ochel nefesh. Hechshir means you're preparing something. Machshire ochel nefesh means the preparatory stages. Nothing having to do with the direct cooking of the food, but for example, you're crafting a skewer is the example over there, the easiest example. You're being metakin, uh, you're, you're, you're fixing in the circumstance something which will help the production of the food, the uh, mechanisms for the food, but not the food itself. The spatula, the skewer, and any of that, so you're fixing that up. Is that permitted or not? That's a mahluk between Biuda and Hachamim. So again, Rabbi Yehuda, he permits even the preparatory stages for producing food. Vidarish, his derasha for getting to this point is, if you recall the Pasuk in the Torah, in the Parash, in Shemot Perek Yod Bet, right? Seems to be expansive, he says. Not you'll make, it will be made for you. You're allowed to do anything. Anything that's necessary for bringing forth food, procuring, producing, uh, cooking, all that's permitted, says Rabbi Huda. And this as well, meaning the machshirim, well, that's leading up to it, that's the preparation. And by extension, tashmish, the marital relations on the holiday, is okay, it's not a derivative of the food, but it's a derivative of enjoyment on the holiday. So according to Rabbi Huda responds Abaye, indeed, uh, to be mechabeh, bishvil tashmish, to be mechabeh, shelo itashen habayit, so the house doesn't fill with smoke, to be mechabeh, to extinguish, bishvil shelo itashen hakedera, so the pot doesn't get ruined. All those are permitted. However, me, says Abaye, Ana, the Asarna, the reason I said it was Asur, Kirabanan, I follow the, well, what seems to be the majority opinion, the Hakamim. Did Darshe, their Derasha, with regards to understanding why Machshire, Ochil Nefesh, are Asur, the preparation of food on Yom Tov is prohibited. Did Darshe, who Levado, Pasuk says, Achashay Yachil Nefesh, who Levado, Levado means on its own, just that, just the preparation of food, nothing beyond that. And that's the response. The response, what's that? Says you. Again, on the one hand, the pasuk is expansive. On the other hand, the pasuk says, Levado. Why does it have to say Levado? Just tell me that. Nefesh is mutar. What's who Levado That's the mahloket. That's, that's the dispute. Uh, before we move on, we're in the Gemara. So let's quickly review and then take a look at Tosafot briefly. There's an important statement of Tosafot on this matter. Briefly reviewing, now I'm, I'm panning out for a moment to remember what led up to this moment. If you recall yesterday, the Gemara described how one of the Emoraim turned to Abaye and said, He asked this as a question. Am I allowed to extinguish in order to have marital relations? 
and Abaya kept pushing him off. He kept saying to him, well, you can move into another room. Well, you can uh, put up a mechitza. Well, he didn't say no until finally he said to him, I can't do any of these things. Said Abaya, so that was a little bit, uh, a little bit funny. He didn't just answer the question immediately. First thing to, to notice. Secondly, with regards to this mahlok between the and each of these questions will answer one another. With regards to this mahlok Dan Hachamim, if you take a look at the Gemara later on, Adaf Kafhet, um, well, the Gemara says that the halakha, ironically, it's somewhat rare, is like Rabiuda against the Hachamim, uh, which means to say everything should be permitted over here. Oh, if everything's permitted over here, so what's Abaye's response? Abaye says, well, that beraita, which you just cited to me, it's Rabbi Uda. I'm answering based on the hachamim. Rabbi Uda is lenient. Hachamim are stringent. But the Gemara says the halacha is like the hachamim. So this, these questions, so it's like Rabbi Uda, I'm sorry. Uh, so first and foremost, you then kind of understand why Abaye was somewhat hesitant. He's hesitant because the halacha is that it's actually permitted. But then why is the punchline asur? Why does he deflect that that beraita is Rabbi Uda, but I follow ha- you follow Hachamim, the Gemara says not that way. Tosafot on the left hand side, Hahir Rabbi Yehuda, the bottom one, he, the Itle, Tosafot introduces it. What's the opinion? Eat, we switch the taf with the shin, yesh lo. His opinion is, Rabbi Yehuda, quote, le kol kechem. It's for all necessities, meaning everything leading up to the Bishul. The Anan, but us, Avdinan Kerabanan, we follow, we, we, we uh, act like the Hachamim. Period. Okay, so that's the Gemara. Now, ask Tosafot v'im Tomar, if you'll ask, v'ha'anan paskinan lekaman, the Gemara, on that sukya, later on, is posek halakha kirbi yudah. Halakha kirbi So that runs counter to everything we're reading over here. V'yesh lomar, first answer of Tosafot, demasik aleh ve'en morin ken. Uh, says Tosafot, uh, we'll have to discuss when we get there why, but at the very least it does say so explicitly in the Gemara. The Gemara says, even though the halakha is like Rabbi Uda, in Morin Ken, there's interesting uh, uh, realms in halakha sometimes, it's rare. Halakha in Morin Ken, there's a fear in some general sense I'm speaking right now, that the people will misuse this halakha. So if necessary, you know it and you do it. Uh, but if someone were to ask you this in Morin Ken, if someone asks you in a pressing situation, so you're making me kill as the halakha is. But halakha ve'en morin ken. We don't just teach it. Abaye is going like halakha ve'en morin ken. In other words, Abaye's statement, the reason he kept deflecting, 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 he didn't want to get into this. The halakha is en morin ken. Ultimately, he didn't want to... But again, he's supposed to say that. He's supposed to say asur. He didn't want to say asur. It's not asur. It's halachayas, it's mutar. So he kept deflecting, he kept deflecting because en morin ken. Ultimately speaking, the person says to him, I don't have another choice. Uh, asur. morin ken. That's the suggestion of Tosafot initially. It's a very strong suggestion. Again, but it gives you the mindset and you need this for the rest of the sugya because the Gemara throughout the rest of the sugya is going to deflect again and again and again. You'll see. Rabbi Udan Hachamim. Second answer of Tosafot, Viesh. Alternatively, you can answer that which is permitted according to Bihuda, from that derasha of the Pasuk Lachem, Alternatively, says Tosafot, you have to distinguish even within what we call Machshirim even within what we call preparation for. Well, what's the preparation for? Is it for something that's going into your mouth? Or is it preparation just for enjoyment of the day? Even though Rabbi Huda does permit, and our Gemara seems to equate that, even the skewer and the spatula and all that sort of business, he'll still distinguish 
with regards to preparatory stages for food as opposed to enjoyment of the day. Tashmish and so forth. That's why in our sugya, even though we seem to be posek like Biuda later on, in our sugya, Abaye says, oh, we go like hachamim. It's not so much that we go like hachamim, it's that we go not so far in Rabbi Huda. All right, that's the suggestion in the Gemara. So again, back in the Gemara, when we ask this question, etive, this question on Abaye, Abaye, how are you posek la'alacha, that you can't be mechabe etaner, you can't extinguish the fire, bishvil tashmish, bishvil davaracher. Why so? How's it any different than those two laws that we learned in the Beraita that you can extinguish in order to make your breathing and your pots better? The answer is, Now the Gemara gives us two other uh, um, um, related cases with regards to, well, ending with a conversation about Rabbi Udan Hachamim. Let's repeat again. Rabbi Udan Hachamim disagree about the key words, Machshire Ochil Nefesh. Those are three key words. The preparatory actions for food, not the production of food, not the placing on the fire, not the um, mixing the food around, not the cook, no, no, okay, that's all ochil nefesh, but the preparation, the step removed from that. Ba'amine, there's a question that was posed, Abaye me Abaye again was asked a question by another one of the Yemorim, by Rabbah, mahu lechabot et ha-deleka biyom tov? Is it permitted to extinguish a fire in a home on Yom Tov? So you might say that's ridiculous. Sakanat nefashot. Hechadika sakanat nefashot. Look at me ba'ayali. where the ika that there is sakanat nefashot, danger to lives. Look at me ba'ayali. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm bothered by. That's permitted even on Shabbat. That's pikuach nefesh. The Gemara in Masechet Yoman Daf Pehe has many derashot. Pikuach nefesh is mutar on Shabbat. If it's to save a life, if it's to prevent a danger to a life, permitted even on Shabbat. When this fire is in the home, you're outside of the home. You, uh, it's it's in a way that it's not going to affect you. You got out. Whatever the circumstances, the fire will just uh, will just kikami ba'yali mishum ibud mamon. It will just make loss. Ibud le'abed means to make loss. Mamon means money. I'm going to lose money. Am I allowed to extinguish a fire, which is in my home, on my property, on Yom Tov, when it will be bringing not danger to life, certainly permitted, but alternatively a loss of money. Amar le'asur. Says Abaye, asur. It's prohibited. Uh, we want you to save your money, but we can't allow for you to transgress the laws of Yom Tov in order to do so. We have a question on Abaye. Same question. You remember the question? Remember the case? That case is, well, that case is a circumstance where you're not even losing money. You're losing the ability to breathe freely and easily. You're losing the ability to preserve your pot or maybe the good status of your food. And we're permitting extinguishing on Yom Tov. How could you, dis- how could you dis- uh, distinguish between Ibud uh, Mamon uh, on the holiday and those cases? If those cases are permitted, certainly the case of Abaye, we're gonna, you're going to lose potentially even your home should be permitted. Rashi, as a matter of fact, goes that far. That's right. That's right. That's exactly the way Rashi articulates it. Rashi, for one reason or another, which is somewhat important, but Rashi, for one reason or another, in Dibura Matril Etive, at the end, he says, 
Rashi's understanding is it's not just that you're losing your garage, it's not just that you're losing some of your products in your home, it's that your house will burn down and you won't be living in a home. So says Shirav means the cold, and uh, excuse me, the heat, uh, the sun, and Gishamim means the rain. Or you're gonna lose your home, says Rashi, uh, says the Gemara to Abaye. Well, if you're telling me that so that my house is not smoky and I don't inhale a little bit of that smoke, and so my pot is not lost, is permitted, how could you tell me that I'm going to lose my home? As Nathan said, I won't have some hot yom tov. Forget about my potential after the holiday and what I'm thinking about. I won't have on the holiday place to live. That's how Rashi interprets it. You're right. We could have scaled it back. It didn't need to go that far. For one reason or another, Rashi, which is a question, why did Rashi need to go that far? I'm calling attention to that. But at the very least, at the very least, even, that's how Rashi reads it, but even if it's less, as you're saying, even if it's less, uh, loss of a financial loss shouldn't be any different than, well, it's not as easy to breathe. Financial loss shouldn't be any different than, my pot is ruined. So as the Gemara that Abaye again responded, he says, that's the question you're asking me? From that Beraita, Hahi, Rabbi Yehudahi. That Beraita accords with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Remember Rabbi Yehuda, Lachem, Kechem. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is, Machshire Ochel Nefesh, the preparatory stages of food, is also permitted by extension, your home, is permitted as well. Ana, kika amina, ana, when I was speaking, my Pesach Halacha, I was going according to Lerabbanan, I was going according to the Hachamim. If according to... Go ahead. Easily understood. If it's Halacha be'en morim, then... It's not necessarily the Halacha, oh, sorry, it is Halacha, but fire. We don't hold that way, so fast is on fire. So, so, so you have a question. You, you, I got you, Jesse. More than anything, your question is, what's the do? So then if it's halakha, you really never more That's what seems to be clear. According to the first answer of Tosafot, they would maintain, and again, we'll have to discuss this when we get to Tafkafahit. What does it mean, halakha? It seems to be they would maintain it even with Hefzed Mamon, even with losing your home. That's right. Unless you know the halakha, it sounds like from Tosafot, you never tell another person. It's an amazing thing. I agree with you. Yes? The, the first question is being is of You, you, again, you're saying this second case in the Gemara would have made more sense if it was first. Yeah. Because in the second one, Abaye is posing this question to Rabbah. And in the, in the first one, the question was posed to Abaye. So as a result, if Abaye, if Abaye already knew the halakha from the first, so then, what's he, so then why is he asking Rabbah over here? So it has to be that he asked the question in the first place and he learned that. In other words, what Joe's, oh, you're adding to it the halakha ben morim ken aspect. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, and other, but more than anything, before that aspect, what Joey's pointing out is the order of these two cases seems to be, seems to be hard to understand. Because if Abaye was answering in the first case, so how come in the second case he's asking this question? So he's suggesting the solution to this might have to do with the halakha ben morim ken. All right, anyway, says the Gemara again, Ba'amine Ravashe Me'amemar. This time, there's a, no, Abaye is out of the picture. He learned his lesson, he taught it, perhaps, whatever the case is with regards to Abaye. But it's, again, it's late in Moraim, Ravashe Na'amemar. So Ravashe posed the following question to Amemar, Ma'ulik Cholet Ha'ayin Tov. 
is permitted to put uh, eye medication into your eyes on Yom Tov. What's that? Right, medication is certainly asur on Shabbat and on Yom Tov, generally speaking. Why is medication asur? You might come to shechikat samamanim, might come to crushing the herbs in the preparation of it. Why should this be any different? If it's a circumstance where there's a potential danger to continued eyesight, well, who cares? I mean, we all care about our eyesight, but who said eyesight's permitted? I'm not talking about headaches now. We talked about it earlier in the Masech. Right now I'm talking about your eyes. Not eye damage. Uh, why should eye damage help you on Yom Tov or on Shabbat to permit? What's that? I understand, but it's Asur. If it's Asur on Shabbat, it's Asur. You have to lie down there. Uh, I, I, I want to know why. Rashi, Rashi, as a matter of fact, Rashi quotes from the Gemara Masech at Abu Dazaran Kafhet that the rabbi's vision, and I'm sure this will match up as uh, Dr. Matt, no. I'm sure doctors can, can, uh, can point to this and extend it to not only eyes, but the Gemara and Davkafchet and Avod Azara says, It says that the effect of the eyes, or eye infections of sorts, will in turn impact your heart. In other words, what the Gemara is speaking out is there's a danger to your life when your eyes have some sort of illness or ailment connected to them. So as a result, this is not only about sustaining your eyesight, we'll talk about sustaining your eyesight, which will not be permitted. This is where it's the beginning of an illness, the beginning of an ailment, which can impact, I'm using these words in an infectious way, your entire well-being, your life is at danger. If that's the case, of course it's gonna be permitted. That's where the Gemara is going. Obviously, we're talking about something removed from that. But let's read that through. It says the Gemara again. So the question, Is it permitted to drop into the eyes? I'm going to call it an eye drop of some sort on Yom Tov. If there's a danger, not only to your eye, but by extension to your life. Here are several examples of dangers with regards to eyes. Rashi says it brings forth some sort of stuff from your eyes. Disa, Disa Rashi says it's some sort of puncture, puncture in your eye or it's causing a puncture. Dama, there seems to be a collection of blood in your eye. Dimata, there's an overproduction of tears. Vekadhata, there's some sort of heating up in the eye. Uthilat ukhla, and it's the beginning of your eyesight being damaged. Lomi ba'ayali. Any of those sorts of cases, again, an eye doctor, maybe the common person who's more knowledgeable than me, knows how to identify each of those. Those cases would all be permitted, even though it's uh, it's it's refuah uh, on Shabbat or on Yom Tov. Permitted dafilu b'Shabbat shari. That's permitted even on Shabbat. No, but I thought we don't permit refuah on Shabbat. You're not allowed to cure and and deal with medical issues on Shabbat if it's going to affect your life. And certainly Shabbat as well. The question explains uh, This is what I want to know. What about Sof Uchla and Pitsuhena Rashish Karovli Trapeotu? He's at the end of the stages. He's already maybe taken medication or he's already convalesced in some respect. The purpose of putting this call into your eyes is just to enhance and better your eyesight. It's not going to affect your life. There's no danger at stake. Is that permitted? It's prescribed by a doctor for your eyesight. 
That's what it is. Why should it, why should it be permitted? Why should, that's the question. Why should it be? Is it permitted? Uh, as a matter of fact, the response is Amale Asu. He says Asu. Pikuach nefesh is doche. You're telling me in order to preserve the eyesight is permitted? Why should it be permitted? We all love eyesight. We all love learning Torah and all that sort of stuff. But if it's asur, it's asur. I know it's hard to hear the words, but if it's forbidden, even though it's going to make your life easier. Okay, all right. So you know where we're going. So now the Gemara says, Etiveh. That's right. Etiveh. Not all good on Shabbat, on Yom Tov. Etiveh. We have a question. En mechambine tabakat. In other words, we have the Beraita. The Beraita tells us that you're allowed to extinguish fire. Even on Yom Tob in a circumstance where it's not to bring forth food. What's the purpose of extinguishing the fire in those cases? For a pleasant life on Yom Tob. For no smoke in the house. For a pot that doesn't get ruined. If that's permitted, then your eyesight on Yom Tob, then your eyes comfort on Yom Tob should be permitted as well. Vishanele. And no, 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 not fire. fire. We're extending the purpose of fire to allow you to enjoy Kol Sheken, Kol Sheken, if Kibui, which is a Melachad de Oraita, is permitted on Yom Tov for comfort of the day, certainly Refuah, which is only Shibut, it's only assuming that a Banan should be permitted. Veshanele, and he responded in turn, Kedeshaninan. Or Kiddishanin, as we responded earlier. Had we responded earlier, Rabbi? Uh, that's according to the Bihuda. We're talking about the Hachamim. Right, that, that's the three cases we have in our Gemara where the Mahlok and Bihuda and Hachamim arose. First and foremost. That's right. That's why the Gemara is going like Hachamim throughout our Amud. Not so fast. Our Gemara purposefully is not telling us that. It's halakha ve'en morinkin. We have to define what halakha ve'en morinkin, but it's clearly pretty severe. If you know it, that's right. Halakha ve'en morinkin means that under your circumstances, now that you're a Talmud Hacham, because you know the Gemara, an aspiring Talmud Hacham, you know, that's, uh, uh, they, they, they point out the following, right? The Ba'alei Musa, they say, you say, uh, what's a, uh, uh, a person who's a, uh, a, a thief? He's a ganav, a person who's a, uh, uh, I don't know, a carpenter. or you know, e- Each one of these jobs have that type of name. It doesn't mean that they're proficient at it. It means that's what they do all the time. A lamdan uh, means a person who studies Torah. It doesn't mean he's great at it. Lamdan means you study Torah. A ganav is a person who oftentimes, you look at it and say, that's a thief. A, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, when you go through each of those descriptions of vocations, that's how we say it in Hebrew, you describe it, in, in, Hebrew, in English as well, you say the guy studies, uh, that doesn't mean he's a great, it means he studies often, that's what a lamdan, I'm not saying, you're a lamdan, all right, but I think you're an aspiring anyway, yeah, yeah, trust. Ochel nefesh is permitted, it's from the Torah, there's no question. Machshirim. That's exactly the point. That's all. That's removed. You're not in. No, no. He's saying you're going to use your eyes to prepare the food. That's like preparing a spatula or fixing the skewer. It's. That's right. You're too far removed. The Torah says if you're in the moment, permitted. If you're preparing for that moment, it's not permitted. By extension, you would say I need anything in order to have. I need a good mind. I need a, not not permitted. Again, so that's, that's the sugya then. Says the Gemara, Amemar, just a little bit further, Amemar, Share le mikhal ena minokhri bishabeta. 
Amemar, even in a situation where it was not a pressing medical need, permitted for a person to get those eye drops put into his or her eyes, even on Shabbat, if it was Al Yedin Nukhri, if a non Jew did it for them. Understand the circumstance. A non Jew doing work for us, melacha for us on Shabbat, is Asumid Rabbanan. Asumid Rabbanan means it's rabbinically prohibited. Um, this issue of, uh, of Refuah on Shabbat is an Asumid Rabbanan as well, it's rabbinically prohibited. The two together, uh, the understanding of the Gemara teaching us that Amemar permitted was, was okay. The fact that it's being done in a rabbinically prohibited way only, and that it's a rabbinically prohibited action only permitted it. Says the Gemara, Ikad Amre. There are those Shivut Shivut. You can tell him to do it. Ikad Amre says the Gemara. Yesh she Omrim Amemar Gufe Kahal Ena Minochri Bishabeta. Understand that it's Memakom Saar. I'm not getting into the particulars, but I'll, I'll say that to you. Uh, alternatively, says the Gemara. Not only did he permit, he had it done to him. Amemar, it is somewhat subjective. Over here, not so crazy. Uh, it's a shevut, deshvut, it's a rabbinic on a rabbinic, and it's an uncomfortable situation for the person. Amemar himself had the eye uh, medication put into him by Ananju on Shabbat. Amale Ravashele Amemar, Ravashe turns to Amemar, his, his contemporary, and says to him, My datech, what's your thought on this? Uh, why did you believe, why are you of the opinion that this is permitted? Perhaps, why did you do this yourself? Let it be done to you. Probably your reasoning was, based on these past two statements we read, uh, first and foremost, anything that's for a chole, we're talking about someone who's sick in Bosakana, without any uh, danger, you can do with a non-Jew, through a non-Jew. Furthermore, and along the same lines, you have any circumstance where there isn't a danger, that must be your logic, right? In you permitting the eye drops to be put into your eyes or another person's eye is because it was done by a non-Jew and you knew these statements. Do you know the whole story on these statements? Did you only get half the class? Did you not get the full picture? You should know these words are true. That's when the Jew doesn't aid, doesn't assist in the action. But you, Amemar, any person who has the eye drops put into their eyes, they have to adjust their eyes, they have to open and close their eyes. You close and open in order for it to be effective. That's what you need to do. That's called Messiah. To be Messiah, to aid, to be assist in the process is a problem. Amar le, the response of Amemar is, did you say assisting is a problem? Ika. Ika, there is Rav Zevid de Ka'e Kavatach. There is a rabbi, Rav Zevid, who indeed maintains like you that Messiah, again, Messiah means to aid or to assist, helping in the, the, the doing of a melacha on Shabbat or Yom Tob um, by a non Jew to you. But by you being proactive and putting in something, that's a problem. problem. Rav Zavid maintains like you. But you should know, we answered him, and a sister, uh, so to speak, an accomplice, but not really, someone who assists a non-Jew in letting them do melacha for them on Shabbat, 
There's no substance to it, it's permitted. That's the conclusion of our Gemara here in Masechet Betzah. We need to take one or two minutes to just discuss this further. Again, the maskana then is... It seems by extension for anything. How many other cases are you going to come up with where it's a darabanan with a darabanan with a messiah? So it seems... It seems... You're assisting him. You're doing something as part of the process. The Gemara, the Gemara in Masechet Makot on Tafkaf talks about being makif and being nikaf. There is a prohibition from the Torah to shave off the sides of our hair. Uh, that's, uh, you know, the peot that we have, the sideburns that we have. You're not allowed to get your, ha- your face, r- your, your hair rounded, so to speak. What if you have a non-Jew doing it to you for argument's sake? A Jew doing it to you for argument's sake. But you let it be done to you. Are you okay? Are you okay? The Gemara Masech Makot Dafkaf says it's Asur even for the Nikaf. He gets lashes. Even the person who lights it. Why? Because he's Misayah. Oh, wait a second. It's a blatant contradiction. Is assisting okay or is assisting problematic? We're Posek Lahalacha, like both of these sugyot, but it's a blatant and utter contradiction. I'm aware. I'm aware. How do we distinguish? How do we distinguish? Now, it comes up, it comes up la halakha in the most practical sense by a woman who's a nida, who's going to the mikveh on Friday night, and she realizes, or she's told in the mikveh, that her nails were not cut appropriately. Cutting nails on Shabbat is asur. Cutting, tachilak, tachilak. Cutting nails on Shabbat is asur, and uh, as a result, she's stuck in this circumstance. Is it permitted for a non-Jew to cut her nails or not? This is a discussion in Siman Kof Tzadihet in Shohan Aruch in the Nusei Kelim. Taz Rabbi David Segel, based on the Sugan Masechem Makot, says, Mesayeh is asur. He distinguishes between our sugya. And that sugya by saying the following. Over here, the eyes, the eye drop, as Jared was making the, the case, could and would go in even without me opening and closing. My opening and closing maybe makes it faster and swifter, but I don't need to open and close my eyes. And he could open and close my eyes. That's in contrast to the hair. I have to move my head around. That's in contrast to the nails. I need to put out my nails. Taz says any situation where you need to be doing something actively, so to speak, and it couldn't be done without you, that's Asur. So the nails, okay, okay. So the nails and the hair are Asur, and uh, this case is Mutar. Um, Shach, Bishop Betai Kohen, disagrees. He says that's not the distinction. The distinction between the two sugyot is over there by the hair, there's an Isur in the Torah. The Torah says you're not allowed to have your hair around it. Over here, there's no Isur per se in the eye drops going into you. That's not an Isur in that respect. And that's how he distinguishes as a result. He permits, and that's the Halakha Lema'aseh. To the best of my knowledge, I haven't checked, but I know this is the way I learned it. The mikvaot are supposed to have a non-Jewish person there on Friday night, should this arise. Where posek like shach, that it's mutar, mesayeah, and that sort of situation is permitted. It's only in makot where there's an Isur, otherwise where it's prohibited. It comes up as well in Ora Haim and Siman Chachin Kafhet where Rama talks about a case where someone's tooth is hurting them on Shabbat. It needs to be taken out. Can you go to a non-Jew to take out the tooth? It's not posing a danger. Is it permitted or not? Rama says permitted. He's basing himself apparently on this distinction which is permitted based on this Gemara. And Taz, consistent to his opinion, says it's prohibited. Why is it prohibited? He can't get the tooth out if you don't move your mouth around for him. And as a result, Mesaye on that circumstance is Asur. We're posek in both situations. لكلا لينيلي باروخ ادناي لعلام امين بامن بحنا مشامرا ساكلش